Hello and welcome to the London Scots podcast, where we talk to Scots who have made it to the big smoke. It's about where they came from, why they're in London, and what their life is like. Hello, Amy. Where did you come from and how did you end up in London? So I come from Mabel, which is in South Ayrshire. And basically I moved down here for career purposes. So I graduated uh, from the University of Stirling in 2017 with a degree in film and media. From 2017 to beginning of 2018, I was really struggling to find anything in uh, Glasgow or Edinburgh. So I took it upon myself to apply for some jobs in London. Luckily got one within like a tele shopping channel. And then it all happened very quickly and I ended up moving down here about a year and a half ago. And since then, I've been around in different jobs and now I'm working within TV and it's been great. <laughs> Look at that. A success story in such a short period of time. Now, So growing up, you grew up in South Ayrshire and, that, and, and, yeah. and are you born with a, a, a book of Burns poetry in your, in your crib? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I wasn't, but um, within school, primary school, I remember we always had Burns competitions. So every year we would have to get up in front of uh, the whole class and recite a certain poem. And there was one year where I managed to get through, there was like different stages and we had to do it in front of like the whole entire school and it was terrifying, but it was good fun. So it was a good chance to learn some Burns and also have visited his house. So yeah, it's a good uh, cultural experience there. <laughs> and uh, not a bad um, preparation for a career in television. Yeah, I've been quite lucky because television is really hard to get into these days because it's just such a saturated industry at the moment. So it was like May this year, really, that I really got into like proper high-end TV. So I've been doing like Britain's Get Talent, Haunted that's in Channel 4, and just try to pick up things here and there. So luckily I've been quite, yeah, I've been quite lucky um, since going freelance. It's tough, but if you keep persevering at it, it all works out in the end. Ah, the key skill in life. Yeah. Perseverance. For sure, yeah. And so originally, did you did you want to stay around Glasgow or Edinburgh, the central belt, if you could? Being down here, like, I do, I do miss home a lot. And re- more recently, I have been applying for some other stuff back home in Glasgow and Edinburgh because it seems to be a growing industry up there now, which is good timing. So I'm going back home next weekend, which I'm very excited about. So I'm going to pop into some production companies and maybe see if I can maybe pick up an opportunity there because I do love London and there's like so many opportunities down here. But ideally, I would really love to live in Glasgow because then I'm only like an hour, an hour and a half away from home uh, instead of four or five hours. So it'd be great to be able to move back home. It's a great place south here, Sharon, but it's a bit hard to get to sometimes, though. Yeah, Mabel, there's really just not a lot at all. There's maybe a couple of shops. There's a train once every hour to get to the nearest town. Yeah, it's really need to have a car uh, to live there, to be honest. But it's when I go home, I like really enjoy the peace and quiet and just surrounded by fields. And whereas down here, it's just no fields, hustle and bustle all the time. So that's what I really love about going home. Do you go through Mabel to go to Killian Castle? 
yes, my family, we all love walk, going on walks. Um, so it's only like a five, ten minute drive away from us. So when I do go home, that's like my ideal place to go for a nice little walk, especially around Christmas time. It's really nice. Yeah, there's just like so much, so much to see there. Like the walled gardens are lovely and the Swan Pond. And yeah, it's just a really nice, really nice setting. And luckily to be. How do you pronounce it? It is Colleen. Colleen, yeah. Colleen Castle. Yeah. I wanted to go there for a while, but I, I'm based in Edinburgh and um, it is, we've got three young kids. It's a bit of a schlep mm-hmm. uh, for a day trip. Um, but my wife took me there um, as a, as a, we holiday for uh, for a night in uh, at the castle, and it was just fantastic. It's, mm-hmm. it's such a wonderful place. Um, but anyway, this is about London, I guess. So you moved down about a year and a half ago or so, is that right? Yep, that's right. What were your first impressions? Well, I'd been down here um, like a few times before. I'd come down here for like certain theatre shows or different events. So for me at the time, it was like really exciting for me to move down to a place where there's just so much to do all the time, so many concerts, so much theatre, just like a constant stream of everything really. And plus I already had some friends down here, luckily enough, because otherwise it would have been maybe a different feeling for me to move here. So yeah, it was just really great to move out again because I'd been living at home maybe six, seven months again. And I was ready to just move out. So to go to like the opposite end of the of Britain, it was exciting. But now I'm like, because I've been down here for a year and a half, I'm like, mm, I do miss home. So it's different feelings now than it was when I first moved there. Ah, that's interesting. And when you do go home now, I, mean, I know it's only been a year and a half. Do you notice anything different or do you feel any different about uh, about the place that you grew up in or, or, and Glasgow and Edinburgh? Yeah, it's, Whenever I used to go to Glasgow, because, um, I mean, maybe oh, there is nothing there, I would just be, I, yeah, just overwhelmed, really, by how, like, busy it was all the time. But now, looking back, like, Glasgow probably seems so calm now to me compared to, like, Oxford Street or my commute in the morning. So everything's just a lot calmer and peaceful, and that's what I, that's one of the things I really love about going back home. Without giving your um, your postcode away, where do you live in London? What area of London are you in? So I'm the northwest in Wilsdon, so quite near Wembley. And it's a nice little neighbourhood I'm in. I got quite lucky because we've got a park right outside my door. I'm near to the tube station, so I can hop on and get anywhere, really, in no, no time at all. So, yeah, I was quite lucky in terms of the flat searching because my dad came down with me a year and a half ago to try and find a place could have set up some viewings but some of the places we were seeing were just not great at all like I wouldn't have been happy living there but luckily the agent that was shown us around like showed oh by the way we've got this place as well and it was yeah it was just really nice so I was like yeah it's a bit higher than the budget I had but yeah it's worth it instead of some of the other places that we were shown (laughs) It's always it's always more than the budget you have. Yes, it is for sure. <laughs> what do you do on these television shows? So I'm the entry level role, which is running really. So at the moment, I'm on Strictly Come Dancing as a post production runner. 
So it is a lot of just making teas and coffees, going on food runs, making sure the offices or um, edit suites are tidy. So even though it is like the bottom row, it's a foot in and once you're in, it makes life so much easier. And it's a good way to see how what the editors get up to because they're like they're full time and they're always going and they, they will let you like sit in and watch what they're doing sometimes and they'll chat you through the process of making all of the, the videos that play on Strictly Come Dancing every weekend. So it's a really good insight into how the, the industry works and like possible it's a good way to work your way up. Sure thing. One of the most important things when you're working with people is to work with people that you like and they'll get to know you and it'll make it much easier, I guess, to, to get a job in the future. Has it been quite an eye-opener being part? I mean, these are big budget, full-on, top-quality shows that you're, you're working on. Has it been quite an eye-opener? It has, for sure. I mean, strictly, the budget must be insane for that because... I think when I first started, I expected maybe less than 10 editors, but no, it's it's more than that. It's like 15 to 20 because you've got like the, the It Takes Two show as well, which is on during the week. Although we don't get to see like the side, like the actual production of the show itself because it's on like the other side of the premises, it is a really good insight. And plus I've got to like work on other shows as well. Like, like I said, Britain's Get Talent. That was that's a really like high end budget as well because I was doing like the first stage editions and like so many people turn up for that so it was like very very under like a high pressured environment but it's it's good to see how the process works with everything um, like studio shows as well within the production office so luckily I've got to see like different aspects of TV production and then deciding what I'd like to get into. Uh-huh. And sometimes when you're looking at it from the outside, it can sometimes seem quite a, a cutthroat industry and uh, as portrayed on television anyway. A lot of the people I've met in it are thoroughly charming and really nice. Yeah, I've been lucky so far. Like all the editors in the show are just so lovely. And yeah, it's, it's I think because everybody starts, if they're, yeah, if, Everyone starts from the bottom, and so you've got to be open to everybody, just chatting to everyone, so they'll know what you're you're going through, what you're doing, and then they'll be happy to chat. So everyone's been really welcoming, and it's just a really nice, refreshing industry to work in. And I know, like as you move up, like the pressure will get higher, but um, if you're enjoying it as well, then it's it's a nice balance. And you were saying earlier on there about the industry being very difficult to get into, which I'm sure it is, and, and it's satiated because there's so many people. But there's so much more media these days, or at least that's the impression that you get. That there's so many shows being produced. Does that not throw up an awful lot more opportunities for people? I think the thing with this industry is it seems like you can't get experience unless you have experience. But... The way I got into it, I was quite lucky. I think I just sort of fell into the role because somebody dropped out. But in London especially, there is like so much going on. But it's more about who you know than what you know. So once you're in and you've made contacts and you've networked, they might just call you up again for another role. So it seems to be that because I wouldn't have been in Strictly if I hadn't worked on a production before because it seems like everyone 
that I worked with is now on this. So it's I think it's just kind of like that chain. But once once you persevere and you finally step into the industry, it just it does make life so much easier for you. So it's the hard work that gets you in. It really does pay off. Yeah, and so this is personal contacts. Then this is not having to get your Facebook profile up to date and your Instagram and reaching out to people that way. This is just good old fashioned and working with folk, and folk will recommend you by word of mouth. Yes, I'd say maybe a bit of both actually, um, because there is a Facebook group that seems to be like the main job posting website, and there's like so many members on it, and employers do post on it a lot of the time, but. Because there is so many members, there's like 60,000 plus, it is really difficult to try and secure a role on there. But if you are lucky, then again, that's that's a start for you. And there are other websites that companies do use. So it's just one of those things like some like productions don't post on websites at all when they probably just do hire from word of mouth whereas others they do give you the chance to apply for roles so it's just yeah it's just a balance of the two really good and when you're not working what do you get up to I like to, yeah, the theatre is probably one of my favourite things and, I mean, this is the best place to go. Yeah, I try and see as much as I can, different plays, musicals, yeah, a bit of Shakespeare. I like to go out and socialise when I can if I'm not skint. Because <laughs> it's not the cheapest of places. Yeah, I like to go out to the pub, Weatherspoons, concerts if I can. Yeah, just if I can fit things in, yeah, just make the most of where I am you know are the Globes still doing their five pound tickets for standing in the wee bit in the front <laughs> yeah you still have that uh, yeah um they do yeah like five to ten pounds really it's it's really good it's a cheap way of seeing seeing some good good theatre and shows out there particularly if nobody's oh, nobody's taking those seats in the front row as well and you can just sort of sneak into it just after about 20 minutes when obviously no one's going to come. I know, exactly, yeah. I've, I've done that before and, yeah, managed to get away with it. So, yeah, there's also that. <laughs> Very good. And anything you've seen recently that you'd recommend? So I saw a play at the Old Vic. Oh, this was about a month or two ago. It was based on the poisoning of the Russian... Uh, it was a guy from the Russian government or Russian spy that came here. And it was, yeah, the the one thing that I really love about um, plays is the production design, the set design. Some of it just, like, blows me away. So there was that one. And what else have I seen? Oh, my mind escapes me. Often does on these occasions. Yeah, yeah. Good one to uh, look out for in case it ever comes to the provinces. Yes. Yes, some things do come back. So, um, yeah, there's also that. It can be horrendously, unbelievably expensive to go to the theatre in London. Do you have any good tips other than going to the Globe for for getting cheap tickets or cheaper tickets? One thing I would recommend is, yeah, a lot of theatres now do day seats where you go up on the day, queue, I don't know, I think it's between 9 and 10 a.m. in the morning. You can grab yourself a ticket between 10 and 15 or when the tickets go on sale on the websites, if you're quick enough and you don't mind like restricted view, although it's not really too restricted, um, those ones tend to be a lot cheaper than the stalls, which I'm happy to go for because I'm still seeing the same play and I don't mind if there's maybe a railing in my view. If you get in quick enough, uh, you can just get yourself a bargain, which is really good. 
Okay, that's good to know. Right, good. Okay, um, Amy, we come to the Joker app time or poem. It's got a special uh, special edition for you. You've got to tell us a joke or tell us an app that you find indispensable or tell us a poem, if you can still remember it from school. Your choice, though. Oh, gosh. I probably just have to go with a joke because poems escape my mind. Okay. <laughs> what do you call a dog that is a magician? Right. Uh, what do you? Uh, it's obvious names for dogs like Rover or Fire. It's so bad. Or, <laughs> or, right. Don't know. What do you call a dog? It's also a magician. A labracadabrador. <laughs> it's ah, bad. That's rubbish, Amy. <laughs> it was only one I could think of. I'm not good at jokes. Ah. Under pressure there. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It's been a delight talking to you, and you have two tickets for the Cayley Club to our regular Cayley Club at uh, Cecil Sharp House anytime you want to pop down. Excellent. The other day in person. It's been great speaking to you on uh, on the London Scots podcast today. And um, make sure you give us. Uh, I'll chat to you afterwards. Give us your um, social media handles, so we'll, um, we'll we'll copy you in when we post this. Excellent. Thank you very much. Well, listen. Thanks very much for that, and have a great day. You too. Cheers, now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the London Scots podcast. The wonderful music was provided by Licence to Cayley, and if you're looking for a great night out in London, then head along to the Cayley Club. Thank you, and lang may your lumbering.